Hello, loves. Welcome to another episode of Tuesday Testimony. I am your girl, Queen Mo, owner of Shop Mo Lavish Boutique, also a YouTube influencer. My channel is Monique Lynette. This episode is going to be about delayed gratification, and I'm going to speak on the importance of waiting for what God has for you instead of taking what's in front of you, and sometimes that looks like settling. So I'm going to give my own testimony on this episode as to how God led me through dating and just opening my mind and my spirit um, up to some of the healing that I still need to work on and being transparent with you guys. So if wherever you are watching from, please remember to like, leave a rating, um, and just thank you guys so much. Let's get into the show. Happy Tuesday. I'm glad to be here again on another Tuesday. Thank you so much for tuning in, sis. And let's get this started. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on this live, on this stream. Father God, put decrease Monique and increase you. Put the words in my mouth that you want others to hear and that will help and heal others, Father God. I just want to be obedient and serve you and pour out what you're pouring into me, Lord. And I pray that this makes a difference in someone's life. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. We pray for everyone watching this. We pray for people affected by COVID, Father God, that they'll be healed and come up better than before. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. So tonight, we're going to talk about delayed gratification. I have been waiting to do delayed gratification. I was trying to find like another word for it, another phrase. Um, Bishop had did delayed gratification, and I believe Pastor Michael um, Todd touched on it as well with Transformation Church, either him or one of his associate pastors. So it's just been in my spirit. And I just didn't know any other way to word it or to say it. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to keep it at, I'm going to just keep it at delayed gratification. So delayed, de delayed gratification is the resistance to the temptation of an immediate pleasure and the hope of obtaining a valuable and long lasting reward in the long term. What if God showed you the, your future, but you didn't know how to get there? Would you cut corners to achieve and receive your future and the vision that you saw? Um, would you want to receive that reward instantly? Or would you let him work on you, pass the test of temptation, take it slow and steady to get the bigger reward at the end, basically. So that's what we're trying to do in life. We're trying to do everything that we can while we're here on earth so that we can get the bigger reward to get to the kingdom, to get to heaven, to get the crown, to get the job well done sis or job well done daughter or job well done, you know, son. That's our delayed gratification trying to get to heaven everyone has an idea of what heaven and hell would be and where you want to go but imagine if you did everything god asked you when you got to heaven 
and your home was not in the general population. So what kind of keep me grounded is like, you know, I can take this offer, but I know God might have a bigger offer for me. This might be a test for me just to not jump into instant gratification and just be like, okay, I did this and this is great. And, but had I waited, I could have got something bigger. So my example was like, what if you got to heaven, right? And then, I don't know why this come up in my head, but that's just how it came up as I was like it. So what if you got to heaven, right? And God tempted you with say like 20 things. And so say you pass like, Maybe 15 or 8 of them. But say you went past the 20, right? So say you passed like 15 and he was like, all right, congratulations, job well done. You made it into heaven. But your house is like in the general population. Like you have been to the club and like you ain't got no table or party. You just like in the general section where everybody's at. But say you pass the test, maybe 30 plus, you are overachiever, you are walking with God, you are in alignment, and he's like, okay, you made it in, now you're in a VIP section of heaven. So it's like, you're not even with a general population because you did so good. You in the neighborhood where Moses at, Abraham, Isaac, like all of them over there chilling, that's where your house is, like that's where the crown is. So I have to look at stuff that way. And that's how it kind of helped me navigate through stuff. Because I'm like, do I want to be in like the VIP of heaven? I want to be in general population. You know, like the food got to be better. The house got to be better. Your outfit, your crown. All these things have to be better. Because with the little test that he gave you, you know, you passed. But then you went exceeding and abundantly. You know, you went, you did way more because you was in alignment and you was not tempted by what the word. John 1, 2, in the world. Don't love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world one of these things we can kind of decipher okay this is not from god you know this is what flesh wants or this is what the world would say that it's okay for me to have but this is really not what he wants for me so that was my bible verse to back up the delayed gratification And so that ties into resisting the flesh. Thank you, sis. Resisting the flesh. Like, we want um, certain things and it just, that's not what God wants for us. So we kept to stay in the word and stay. Let me get back on track to where I was at. So yeah, I was talking about the VIP of heaven will be a little hard on earth. So say like, God has showed you the future and then you take this instant gratification. It's going to make you feel good for a second, like drinking, sex, drugs, shopping, like all this stuff that's going to satisfy your flesh. It's going to make you feel good in that moment. But then later on, it's like, okay, why did I do that? Because I was on track to do this, this, and that. Or, you know, I was already five steps ahead. Now, this one took me ten steps back. 
what the Bible and what the word is trying to teach us is don't give in to the flesh. Don't give in. Sometimes we don't even think it's the flesh. Sometimes we can fool ourselves and be like, well, you know, God gave this to me. And we take it and it's just a whole another row of sin that you got to backtrack and get away from. So I just wanted to point that out. Like if he already showed you your future, if he already showed you things, you know, with tying into the vision board, if you know what your vision is, don't let something throw you off track don't even don't even trust your old bias sometimes you have to be like god is this you or is this what you want from me or you know does it feel right do it feel like you have to jump through hoops to get it because we know when god do something for us we don't have to jump through hoops he already has that set up for us and it's going to be a long lasting reward it's not going to be something that's going to be physical or tangible that's only going to be there for a few minutes or for you know a short time and then you're looking for the next thing to to fill that void to fill that flesh so i'm getting into my little tidbit <laughs> i'll get into my little tidbit as my delayed gratification so recently i jumped back into the dating pool <laughs> Because I've been out for a minute. And so I was like, you know, I'm going to try this. Celebrate and just things like that. But didn't work out. That's okay. That's a whole other story. But the lesson that I learned in it was that um, before I got into dating and just looking at the physical and, you know, looking at the things that I think this person has or the potential, I seek God first. Like, I truly went down and prayed and like, Lord, is this the one, you know, can I see, like, open my eyes and, like, close my heart until I can see that it's right for me or until I can see that it's safe to go that route. Any other time it would be, oh, okay, he think I'm cute, she think I'm cute, and this, this, and that, and he says the right stuff, and this, this, and that. But not see God. It's like we will go into it or I will go into it. And then once it goes south, it's like now I'm seeking him to help me out of it. So I'm so proud because this time I was like, okay, I'm going to seek you first. And you're going to walk me through this. And if it's for me, I still need you to be there, God, because I don't want to lose you. But if it's not for me, I still want you to be there. And I still want you to be proud of me as well. I don't want to do anything that's going to jeopardize my morals, my standards, my values, and most importantly, my relationship with you trying to pursue um, a relationship or date someone and just end up doing things or making decisions that I'm not going to be proud of later on. So, um, this time I actually seeked him to guide me through it and to keep my eyes open. And so here's some things that I wrote down because I know I was going to be, I didn't want to be like all over the place. So here's some things I wrote down. I seek God first and ask him, what does a healthy relationship look like? First and foremost, because in my past, I don't think I've been in the most healthy relationships. I've had some, but knowing that I had things that I needed to work on in me, 
Yes. Knowing that you're right, Shelly. Knowing that I had things to work on in me. If I was broken, I was attracting broken people. And so this time of my time off of not dating, I didn't just want to be in a space where I'm just giving it. Um, I'm just resting and not dating, but not actually working on the things that I need to work on for myself, healing, um, insecurities, um, past trauma, things like that. I wanted that to be, <laughs> I wanted to work on those things before I even tried to pursue another relationship because I don't want to attract another broken person because that's going to go south really quick. So this time I really was um, adamant about working on the things in me and then making sure that I was picking someone who was healthy or working on the things with them or along those lines of um, just self-improvement and self-discovery. Hey, horse Tams. So this time I seek God first before I moved. And then to what I was talking about, who am I? That's what I had to ask myself before I started. Um, after I met this, well, before I started, but then after I started talking and felt like I was going to be interested, it was like, okay, who am I? Who is the person that I want to show up and be in this world? And what are my values? And what are my core things, you know, like what makes my heart happy? What makes it sad? Like, what are some things that I'm not going to do? What are my deal breakers? Because you have to know that within yourself before you try to go pursue another relationship. Because if we're not anchored, then you get swayed every which way and you get caught up in this circle, like trying to please this person or, or sell your best version of yourself to this person or um, sell the best version of yourself to you sometimes. Sometimes you can trick yourself and, oh, I'm healed and I, you know, I went through this and went through that and everything's all good and you're really not. <laughs> and then you start projecting. So that was one of the things that I wanted to make sure I knew exactly who the woman I was and who I wanted to be and where I was trying to go before um, I even thought about getting serious um, with this person. Before I even start, um, you know, trying to get serious with this person. Who am I in this? They grounded and who am I? That was so big for me. The next thing was, will this person have the same core values of as me or even higher? Were they pursuing the same thing? Was it honesty? Was it integrity? Um, was it spirituality? What What are those things that they hold dear to them um, that they live by? And so, four, listening. Listening to the red flags. <laughs> we all know about it. I wish I had some red That's why I talked to my friends. Like, girl, that was the red flag right there. That, there it goes. That was the red and, you know, when when you're starting something new, especially when you've been single for so long, it's just like sometimes we find ourselves settling. We say we're not settling. We're convinced that it's not settling. God already delivered you from this type of situation. But for some reason, it's dressed up in a different present, in a different bowl. But it's the same situation. And so... um. I listen to the red flags and watch the behavior. 
watch what a person is telling you. And I always did that. Watch what you're telling me versus what you're doing. Because if you're telling me something and then you're doing something different, then something not something not aligning. And that's not that's just not gonna work for me. Actually look at the person in front of you. Now I had to learn red flags, red flags. I had to learn that as well in my time of like healing and resting and taking a break from dating. Um when you have a good heart, you're always like looking for the potential of what that person can be, or you're looking for the king in that person, or if you're a male, you're looking for the queen in that person, and then you feel like you can bring that out, like you have that attribute to make this person, you know, be who you see them to be. But when you're starting it, you have to be look at who's right there in front of you you might see the potential like this palm tree you can see the potential back there but you got to look at who's right in front of you hey vanessa hey sis thanks for joining you have to look what's right in front of you so i i definitely had to keep reminding myself look at what's in front of you and not what's being told to you or not where you think this person is or where this relationship can take you or, you know, that person can take you. Look at what's immediately in front of you and being presented to you. That's one. I just want to say this. The person, <laughs> the person uh, was a good guy. Still a good guy. We're friends to this day. It just, we just came to a mutual. It just, it just was not giving <laughs> This wasn't giving on both ends. Um, but this is no shade, no tea, no bashing, no anything like that. He's an awesome guy, just not for me. And I'm not for him. <laughs> but we can be good friends. So I just wanted to say that as well. So, but like look at the person in front of you. Don't look at where they say they're gonna go or what they had or you know what y'all can have together. Look at where you are and your status and your emotional, physical, spiritual space and where that person is in present time in their emotional, physical, present space and see if that's going to gel because looking at the potential is only going to lead to disappointment down the road because you don't know if that person's ever going to blossom to be the king or be the queen that you're called them to be. And, and do you want to take on that role to be the life coach? slash spouse <laughs> slash rehab person to get that person to where they need to be because if you are trying to work on you and get you to a certain level now you're going to stop the project like a, a construction crew if they was working on this house and now this person and now another builder came in and said that hey if you hurry up and build my sky rise i was looking at sky rise on lunch break. you hurry up and build my sky rise i'll give you a million dollars more than guess what all the work all the labor all the status is going to stop on this house or this project and now everybody's working on this one so where's that going to leave you Right. You can't change nobody. Only God can. Exactly. Only God can. And so why I say delayed gratification is I felt like that was a test. You know, sometimes stuff don't work out and people are so hard on themselves and you're hard on that person. And I'm just so grateful because I'm just like delayed gratification. It could have been great. I could have maybe made it what I wanted it to be. He probably could have made himself what you know, I thought 
I wanted him to be. And then you down this road of months later and years later, hopefully not a marriage later, that you realize, okay, we're not who we're supposed to be. This is not who God called us to be together. Maybe we are supposed to be with someone else that can bring out different attributes of ourselves. So that big one, look at the person in front of you. And then also, can this person fit in the different areas of your life? Can this person fit in the spiritual side of your life? Like if you're going through something and you want to stop and pray, does that person love God? Is he in that spiritual space as you? Or even if he's not, is he going to respect the spiritual space that he that you're in? Is he going to respect that you want to stop and pray before you make a big decision? Is he going to respect that you want to do your devotionals in the morning before you start your day because you want to hear from God? Or is she going to respect that same thing? Like, are they going to fit in your spiritual life? Because God can't be number one first in your life. And then once you start this relationship, you're slowly putting him to the back burner. Equally yoked. Right. Also, are they in the mental space? Are they mentally frustrated? Are they overworked? Are they overbooked? Do they have too many family members pulling on them? Do they have leftover issues that they have not dealt with yet to even pursue a healthy relationship that you want? Are both y'all in that mental space? Are you? Me as myself, I had to ask myself that a few times. Are you really over? Are you really healed? Some of the things that you went through. And if you're not, are you going to go ahead and jump in and work on this? Or are you going to let this hold you back every time? So self-check is where with your mental. Emotionally, can this person handle their emotions? If they're upset about something, is they going to mess up their whole day? Are they going to want you to who's starting trying to make this better even though you're busy like the emotions if you had a bad day can that person lift you up do they try to lift you up or do they try to make you shake it off like those are some things you have to look at while you're dating the person or talking to the person or you know whatever it is that y'all doing look at the different areas in a social setting would you feel comfortable bringing that person to a family event or bringing him to church with you or her to church with you do they fit in that area of your life look at the different areas and see do they fit instead of looking at how cute that person is or how cute y'all look together or how much money they make or all that stuff also if you're a parent you know see if they're a good role model for your kids but i want just me I don't um, even bring my kids around the situation and stuff. I don't let my kids meet anybody. And it's probably like a good six months in. Because I need to see if you're right for me and how you moving and stuff like that. Because if you're moving funny, we definitely not bring my kids into the situation. And they bad anyway, child. You have to hold them back because they're going to mess up whatever you got going on. Hey, cousin, how are you? Hey, Justin. So would they be a good role model for your kids? Is that someone who's going to sit down and talk to your kids, want to mentor your kids, um, take them fishing, you know, have manly conversations, talk to them about controlling their emotions, talk to them about, you know, a girl they like in school, you know, those type of things. Are they that type of person or are they the type of person that be like, oh, you know, it's cool, you got kids. 
But don't ever want to go on a date with you and your kids. Don't ever want to do nothing with you and your kids. You know, it's just just little things. Just watch. Just watch the words. And, and that's what I have to do. And then number eight, ask God to keep your eyes open. That's what I said at the beginning. And pray and fast while you're in it. Come on now, say that again. Pray and fast while you're dating that person. You know, fast, fast before I went to go see this person or spend time with this person, I would pray and fast to make sure I could um, push down my flesh first. All, all the stuff my flesh wanted or the vibes or whatever was going to go on. I wanted to make sure I tackled it before I got to the event and not just move on physical. I ain't even get all into that, but chopping celibate for like a whole year, just say that. So I had to make sure that flesh was under control, that my flesh was not going to um, make decisions that was going to mess me up spiritually, that was going to mess me up later on down the line to where even if it didn't work, I don't want to be in a position where I can't control what's going on because I'm letting my flesh lead me. If you know what I mean. I don't know if y'all got y'all kids on here watching stuff like that. So we ain't going to dig that deep. But don't let your flesh rule the situation. You know, don't let the cologne smell good. The outfit looking good. This, this, and that was said. Don't let that be the reason why, you know, you just went ahead and let your flesh win. And now you praying to God. And now you in a situationship or what they call an entanglement where I don't know we didn't really put no labels on it I don't know if we actually really together but y'all know y'all physically doing something we ain't even gonna talk about that you know the Ten Commandments you know where it's at y'all know y'all know but you end up in a whole different type situation than what you started out with because you let your flesh rule so when, while you're in it, praying fast, you know, if you hear something, if that person says something, if you see a red flag, ask God to expose that for you. Be willing to walk away if it's all not lining up. If it's all not lining up, don't try to put nothing together. This ain't Mr. Potato Head. This ain't Play-Doh. Don't try to force something that ain't there. If it's not there, then it's just not there. And hey, let's be the best of friends. Yeah. <coughs> You know, call it what it is. Don't try to, don't let the relationship leave. Yeah, don't let it be the physical thing. Girls, when we together and this person together and this, this, and that, y'all do something and then, baby boy, he's not calling back. Now your flesh is feeling weak. Now that might lead you to drinking. Now that might lead you to smoking. Now that might lead you to calling up, you know, Roscoe from back in the day because now you done got that little feeling. You need that feeling again, that instant gratification. And that person's not even going to fulfill it because you lusting for the other one. And lust is never going to be fulfilled. And so I'm not even going to get into all that. But you know better, you do better. So pray fast. Use your spiritual tools. Use I, This time I use tools that I hadn't used. My spiritual tools going into it. Saying, you know, let me pray and fast. Let me just look. Let me look for the heart of this person instead of looking at the words that they're saying or the action. What's in the heart? You know, what do they keep dearly? Who else do they look after instead of themselves? How does family members feel about them? How does friends feel about them? What What are people saying 
besides what this person is telling me everybody is saying you know look for those things look for the whole outer outer part of it as well and then be okay with exiting if it does not feel right as i said before if it don't feel right it just don't feel right and ain't nothing you can do about it it just is not clicking everybody not for you but not to say that you know, you can't be friends with that person or be associates with that person. Who knows? A year later, you might be at that person's wedding. Happy for them because they actually found the person that they wanted. Or they could be at your wedding because they actually, you actually found, you know, who you wanted. But don't try to force anything. That's anything I learned with relationship, any kind of relationship advice, which y'all shouldn't take now for me because I've been single for a while but anything i would say don't force anything because people are grown and they're gonna do what they want to do and what feels right to them and it's nothing wrong with that because you should actually be doing what feels right to you if walking on the word of living in the word of reading the word of being with god and being alignment feels good to you and that's the best unconditional love and joy that you've gotten in your life why would you throw that away for an instant gratification? Why? Who's worth that? Who's worth that? But that feels right to you. So you should do what feels right for you. If for somebody else of going out feeling right, just it feels right to go meet somebody and go with the vibes and see how it goes and you end up in bed if that feels great to them and they don't feel like they need to deny themselves or anything they don't feel like they need to um restrain themselves or have any self-control as an adult then that feels right to them so it doesn't matter what they say or what they do if you're not around or maybe if you are around depending on what feels totally right to them is instant gratification so that that's what moves them their flesh is moving them you're either in the flesh or you're in the spirit and most of the time the two are battling but if your flesh is just this in complete control they're doing what feels right to them so you can't be mad at other people or take it personal just be happy that you've seen it and be happy that um you know who you are and where you stand and what's going to work best for you and what's going to be best for you in your Christian journey or faith journey to reach the level that God wants you to have or God's, God wants you to be in. So that's my little tidbit or testimony on delayed gratification. I'm still hopeful. Anytime God has blessed me, he's always blessed me exceedingly abundantly above anything that i can ask for and i feel like um me being single and me being celibate and me working on myself i know when he does bring that person in my life baby <laughs> it's gonna be blessings on top of blessings on top of blessings he gonna bless me he'll be a blessing for my kids he'll be a blessing for my family he'll be a blessing for my friends he'll be a joy to hang around you know, I know that. So we have to know that and know that when God moves for us, he always moves. He's always working things out for our good. So don't feel like you need to take the the fun size Kit Kat. When God got like a whole, I love Kit Kats. When God got like a whole king size Kit Kat for you, it's just waiting. 
but you got to do the work. You got to get there. You got to stay focused. You can't get distracted because if he brings you that person and somebody else or something else can easily distract you, you're going to fumble. You're going to mess that play up because you have no self-restraint. You're still looking for instant gratification. You're still looking for instant gratification. So you got to make sure those wants and those needs of that flesh is pushed down. So when he sends you that right person, you're not still, you're not still battling stuff. You're not still giving into like day one temptations when you should be on like day 30 temptations when you should be, you know, and where God and lift you up from not you got this person and oh it seems boring and they seem boring and we need to work on our stuff and we need to work on our issues and then you know you out there looking for instant gratification but you trying to keep the blessing like no work on you so that when the blessing comes you're not gonna let little elementary little small temptation little fun size Kit Kats get in the way of what God already set up for you So that's my tidbit on delayed gratification. Any questions? <laughs> nope, no questions at this time. All righty. And so. The enemy will use robots. He will. He definitely will, but you gotta you gotta know what it is. That's when we ask God for discernment. And sometimes we see, you know, I told you guys before, sometimes I can see the discernment. I can feel the discernment, feel that it's wrong. My younger days, I was still just go right through the door. Just go right on in. But now it's like child, I don't need to touch that um stove to know that it's hot. I don't need to do that. But then now I ask why. Why am I still falling for the same small stuff that I feel like you already brought me over? Okay, now I need to go back in and do some more work. Now I need to let you work on me some more in the dark so I can shine in the light. And when you bring me out into the light, then I know how to act. You know? That's just like when you take your kids, your kids act good at home, but then they go out in public and act a fool. I don't want to be that child for God. I want to act right at home. I want to act right in these streets and be a representation of him. And so what do I need to do to get there? That's That'd be my prayer with God. What do you want me to see? What are you trying to show me? What is it that I need to open my eyes up to? What am I looking past? Or what have I not found to make me a better person? So that's just my, when he puts something in front of you, yeah, it could be a blessing. But if you stay in the race, could you get a bigger blessing? Could he bless me with something bigger if I just stay in it? If I just keep walking with him instead of just settling? And that's with dating. That's with Christian life. That's with business. That's at your job. That's anything. Will I get a bigger reward if I go further? If I go further or if I just resist and wait and stay, 
that's hard too. When you're praying to God and you don't hear anything. You got to have enough faith to stay and to wait. Bishop says, sometimes God don't answer your prayer because he's like, I done saved you so many times from this. You should know better. <laughs> and I thought it just made perfect sense because it's like, girl, how can something I got to tell you no? Nope. Nope. That ain't the one. Nope. This ain't the one. Nope. Don't pick that car. Nope. Don't pick that house. Nope. Don't pick that. Like, I tell you no. We have to reach within ourselves, feel that discernment, feel that faith, feel that love that he has on us and be able to make judgments and decisions based off who he's called us to be. LOL that part, for real, for real. Sometimes you're like, I pray, God ain't tell me nothing. Baby, you done said this same prayer about three, four times. You done went this situation about three, four times. How many times do I have to tell you? No, that's not the one. Keep going. No, don't pull off at this I-95 exit. Something might be wrong. Don't do it. Don't do it. And then, oh, Lord, help me. If he said don't do it, don't do it. Listen to the spirit. Listen to your discernment. That's why um, fasting and praying and beating down stuff in our flesh and making that flesh weak and our spirituality um, stronger, we can know and feel more confident in our decisions and feel more confident about um, the things we're pursuing in life or going through, even the smallest decision. What dress should I put on today? I might meet my next husband. Should I wear all black or should I wear leopard, Lord? Or should I wear this or should I wear that? Should I do this or do that? You know, wait for after a while, you know, that flesh is gonna it's gonna kick down because you're gonna keep exercising your um your thinking the decision making in the spiritual sense. But that flesh can't lead. You gotta find ways, whatever works for you. If it's fasting and praying, if it's you gotta hear from God, if it's you gotta hear your worship music um before you go into church or before you, you know, do anything. I took this time. Before I even went somewhere, I was fasting and praying all week for like five days straight. Nothing to eat for 12 hours. Um, stay in my prayers. Um, it was this one prayer I found in there. And it was like uh, for the single woman. And it was like, I'm going to, you know, God's going to bless me with someone that has integrity, that has love, that's going to support me, that's going to this, this, and that. Say your affirmations. I'm worthy. I'm enough. I have enough. I am enough. You know, you have to know this stuff about yourself before you go, um, you know, go out into the world. I would say these are practices you should do in the morning because this world is so set up. It's so many temptations. It's so dark. It's so many um, traps for you to fall in throughout the day that takes you off task. So you got to use your spiritual weapons to be ready. As God said, put on the full armor put on the full armor which means cover the head cover the body cover the chest cover the cover everything in or put on the full armor every day you know before you go out into it if it's something in your house maybe you live with people maybe you you know a roommate cover it before you even leave out your room door instead of the house instead of the house you know Cover all that so that you can keep just pumping down that flesh. You can keep pumping down that flesh and then getting that spiritual, your spiritual instincts and stuff kicking 
to wear when it's small just because small decisions have a big impact just like a big decision have a big impact every little decision we make throughout the day is going to have an impact on our lives and where we're going and where our faith is and our walk with god so every small detail every decision we're making is going to lead back to us some kind of way so just know that some i think people take dating lightly we're like oh you know i'm just out here and i'm dating we're actually picking the person we're going to be physical with who you you know you're going to be physical with you you're going to have to have some kind of spiritual ties or soul ties to this person whether it work or not work they could potentially be your husband or your wife that's going to make life decisions about you in the event that you cannot make decisions for yourself. It's a very big thing. <laughs> it's not as easy as, okay, are we going to Olive Garden or are we going to have a drink? No, no, no. Can I trust you with my life? Oh, I'm glad because <laughs> using you for me because using everything for me you know hey it's my testimony as well because we all we all be in different different parts of our lives but that's why you know i started this like with the testimony because you be feeling like sometimes you're the only one going through it and and that's just how the enemy works you know i would i like to have deep conversations I mean, I go through the day, you know, I work. So I have little surface conversations, but like one to sit and child like to have deep conversations. They're like, why are you getting so deep? So, you know, <laughs> but that's how I start because I feel like, you know, you got to get under that surface and really talk about it because we all can co-mingle and be social and, and do all those things. But at the end of the day, it'd be the deep stuff that we need to discuss because that's the stuff that, that don't go away. No, it's like dating. Oh, I'm just dating this person. I'm gonna see where it's at. You dating that person? You around them? You talk to them? You start talking like that person? Um, the words that they use, the environment that they be in. If you're dating and spend time with them, guess what? You're gonna start being in that environment. So slowly, you start getting introduced to all type of things. Or if it's something that you've been delivered from, you find look around and you find yourself, you know back in the same situation that you've been delivered from so it, it's a very big deal where you park your car is a big deal <laughs> you know what i mean what what are you going to put in your coffee you're going to use sugar are you borderline diabetic why are you still putting sugar in your coffee i ask myself that all the time are you still using sugar find better ways not you should you know every little thing is on that but instantly i want my sugar and my coffee because i think it tastes great or better with the sugar in there but i'm only drinking coffee to get up so can i achieve that without the sugar yes i can delayed gratification is i'm still here without less health problems and i still can get my coffee so monique stop putting the sugar in the coffee you know stuff like that decisions like that but every small decision has a big impact as well so that's what i mean by that guys i hope this helped i hope it makes sense i hope it wasn't all over the place if you guys have any questions nobody had any questions <laughs>
questions? Do you have any praise reports? Any good news? My good news is I'm not going to give up on love. I'm trusting in God to send me the right person. I don't think I'm taking applications right now. I'm just, I process one applications at a time. So I'm really not taking applications at this time. I feel like I need to go back, do some more, you know, work. Then I'll be ready. But, you know, it was a good lesson learned. So I'm proud. I feel like I passed the test. And, you know, that's my praise report. <laughs> so, all right, guys. Nobody had any questions. Any more praise reports? Um, I love you guys. And I will see you guys next Tuesday. Keep God first and the rest will follow. Love you, love you, love you. Don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe. And I will be, hopefully, this week. Um, I actually uploaded. Oh, that's my first report. I uploaded my first podcast. And I have the link down below on my page. And you guys will be able to hear the lies and everything um, through my podcast. So I love you guys. Good night.